Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bruno Talks. I am Mason. I'm April. And I'm Leanne. Um, This week we are talking about empathy. So we were talking in the office and we were talking about what we wanted to do next for the podcast. We, um, we, talked a lot about how we've seen the meme going around or a lot of people posting, how do I teach people to care about other people? You see, you hear people say that all the time. Um, And so that is what we wanted to talk about this week. And in a podcast first, um, this is a podcast that is uh, interactive. We'll call it interactive. Um, You'll hear more about that when we get to that point, but get ready y'all because you get to join this journey with us. So before we get to that, let's talk about why we're doing this. So again, empathy, why do y'all think uh, it's important? Mason. April. I think empathy is important because I'll restate the question that takes up characters. <laughs> <laughs> characters. This, this is, is a not a class assignment. <laughs> He's like, it's how you me. answer comprehension questions. <laughs> it's true. Question. It's true. You've been taught this. <laughs> I just think it's important to understand people and like understand like people's situations and where people are at and where they're coming from and you kind of need empathy to do that right Mm -hmm. like um I know I lack in empathy and it's something that I really need to work on and build my empathy towards others but um yeah like when someone may be showing that they're upset it's good to be empathetic towards them and to like recognize one that they're upset and then two that that matters <laughs> yes like, yeah I <laughs> and that it matters <laughs> like acknowledge yeah i think the first time i like really learned about empathy was from like a Brene brown like cartoon thing where it's like that, versus sympathy yeah. versus empathy mm-hmm. and like so sympathy good. is where like you say like oh i'm sorry that happened to you but empathy is like sitting with this person and like really helping them feeling what they're feeling at the same time as best as you can you know and like really not necessarily brushing off emotions but like letting the emotion be mhm and like not feeling bad for people but just sort of acknowledging that emotions are natural and they're just a thing that happens you know mm-hmm. I think especially like in the context of like the posts we've been seeing, usually it's like a political thing. Um, And I think for me thinking about like empathy in politics and like we've obviously we've talked a lot about voting. Um, I hope you're registered. We're going to keep bringing that up because it is important. It's not the only thing, but it is an important thing. But, But I think from like a political standpoint, empathy is like making empathy is important because it's putting yourself in other people's shoes and understanding where they're coming from um 
And if you vote or if you write policy, if you're at that level or like you're making decisions for other people without understanding where they're coming from, then you're going to make decisions that aren't helping people or, or, or that are just self-serving. Right. And so when I think of empathy, like when we were talking about it today, that's sort of what I was thinking about. And I don't think anybody, um, I think that's the struggle we're seeing. I don't think anybody would say that like they're not empathetic and like they don't consider other people when they vote. But I think like to your point, Mason, like thank you for saying like empathy is something you want to work on. Like that's vulnerable. I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people have to work on empathy. Like we're socialized to be so selfish and like not always in like ways that are like egregious or like super terrible but like we're told all the time look out for number one you're the only one who cares like who cares about you and who knows you self-care you need to take care of yourself um so i think all of that language kind of lends it to being a little more focused on ourselves instead of like the community and being more empathetic so um i can see why empathy is something that people feel like we're struggling with i actually saw a tweet this morning and it was like I'm not gonna say quote it word for word but it was like you're the main character in your story you should be selfish you should care about yourself and it was like a very like false like thing that right. like people were like reaching like yeah like put yourself first and it was like yes but also care about your actions and right. like how that unfolds to others like you should still care about others even though you can put you can do both I think yeah yeah I definitely think it's a balance and I think where we are in our world now is definitely because we care about ourselves a little bit too much and not our community (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and like, I agree, like, yeah, you need to prioritize yourself and your goals, especially, you know, college students, like, you need to focus on your, your academics and not someone else's, um, and you need to, and that might look like, you know, you saying, no, I'm going to go study and not, like, go hang out with your friends, that kind of thing, but also, like, help someone who needs help, you know, like, and, it's, it can be hard to figure out how to do that in an empathetic way and not a sympathetic way. Um, so I think our, our world definitely needs a little bit more empathy. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I am not shocked that you saw a tweet that said that, Mason, and that lots of people were like, yeah, me well, there's, a whole, there's a whole TikTok that's like that sound. It's like, you need to treat yourself like you're the main character and like, blah 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 and people at first it's like yes and then now they make fun of it of like you really need to stop using this sound <laughs> and also like uh spoiler alert not all main characters are good characters sometimes the main character of a story is the antagonist so like mm-hmm. just being number one i don't i don't think for me um like if you're gonna put yourself first and like put yourself if you're going to focus on yourself, that doesn't just mean like treat yourself all the time. Like if you're going to focus on yourself and that means focusing on all the things, um, you know, 
all the like the dark and gnarly parts and all of that too um so yeah to april's point all about balance but also like you've got no story if there's nobody else in your story so like i'm gonna run that metaphor into the ground right and a lot of so many like plot lines is like this character is being selfish and only focuses on themselves and they lose their friends and they have to learn how to be there for them their friends and balance that so clearly being the main the main character and only focusing on yourself just doesn't work even in fiction it's true (laughs) yeah so and, and i think like sometimes Y'all can like argue with me on this. I think like when it comes to like empathy or the way like we've been taught empathy a lot or what I've seen recently is it's people misunderstand empathy is just like having emotions, being emotional, letting yourself have emotions, which is absolutely important. Like feel something and then interrogate it. What, What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? That is super important. Having emotions is not the same as being empathetic. Absolutely not. But I think there's been such a focus when it comes to like, so like social and emotional learning that like we've been attuned to our own emotions so much that like, I know so many people whose emotions fill up a room and there's not even room for anybody else to have emotions or like have a response. You know what I mean? I don't know if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. But that is a visual that I feel at times when I'm like, whoa, like you're so centered on your own emotions. You're not considering the consequences of that. And so like thinking about like this, all of us sort of like working on empathy, even if we have it, like we can always develop more, you know, I think that's part of why I think empathy kind of gets a bad rap or like is misunderstood often. Like to your yeah. point, April, sometimes it's sympathy. It's confused with sympathy. Sometimes it's just confused with having feelings and like, it's more than that. It's thinking about other people. Yeah. Um, I, the way I experience empathy, it, it kind of touches on this. Like I understand my emotions and I can very quickly bring those emotions up. And so whenever I'm experiencing empathy for someone else, I am trying to feel the way that they feel. Mm-hmm. So like I am notorious for crying at the drop of a hat in a TV commercial, a movie, a TV show, like Aspen literally will look over at me and see me crying and just like laugh. Cause it's just like, it's, it's like, like I said, drop of a hat. And it's because I like, and pulling out those emotions that I've experienced that I can relate to them. So like Grey's Anatomy, obviously I've never experienced a plane crash. Um, but when that like happens, like I'm trying to pull those emotions out of me that can relate to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how I experience it. And if, and if you're trying to, work on that, try and maybe think about it that way of like, what have I experienced that can relate to this? Obviously it's not going to be the same. Don't say like, oh, I understand how you feel when you've never been in that situation because that's not helpful. (laughs) But try and do that inner work of like, this is how I can relate my emotions to this Mm -hmm. situation. 
rather than like going the toxic positivity route and being like, it'll be fine. At least blah, blah, blah didn't happen, which is not helpful and not empathy. (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, like trying to relate again, empathy at its root is all about like putting yourself in someone else's shoes and also like understanding consequences of actions and that sort of thing. So, um, and thinking about like all the social media posts we've seen about, um, like, can you teach other people to care about others? Spoiler alert, you can. So um, one shout out to friend of the pod, Shannon, Shannon Williamson, um, introducing us to some of this research. So there's actually um, scientifically backed uh, ways that we can practice developing empathy. So um A lot of that's based in research that the reason that um, a lot of folks, children, adults, all around the board, a lot of the reasons that we don't always express empathy or feel empathy for others is rooted in shame. So like thinking back to like when you made a mistake as a kid or like if you've seen children playing and like one kid like bites another kid and then gets in trouble and starts crying instead of saying, I'm sorry. Like that's rooted in shame. They feel really bad about what they did. But like in that moment of feeling really bad about what they did, they're not thinking about the harm that they caused and like the other person. And that's obviously like a really basic kind of example. But I think um, I'm going to speak for myself personally And then we talked a little about this when we talked about like strengths quest and stuff, like my sense of self is so like, I put value in a lot of stuff I do that actually like doesn't really reflect on me. But like, I think especially in like our society, we're taught that like, when you make a mistake, it is a problem with you instead of when you make a mistake, there are consequences and what can you do to make up for those consequences? Um, Which I think is the language shift we sort of need when it comes to empathy. So, um, I mean, really, if you're defensive when you make a mistake, which who's not, even if you're not 90% of the time, like we all get a little defensive, even if it's just our knee-jerk reaction, that is a barrier to feeling empathy. Um, And so um, psychologists recommend that teaching ourselves that mistakes are okay and that failing is a part of life um, is a good way to practice developing those empathy muscles. Like you actually see changes in the brain. And by you, I mean somebody else, not me, because I don't even know how you would look at that. But you know what I'm saying. (laughs) And so. MRI. Right, I guess. A CT with contrast. So you got to bring up Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bringing back the Grey's Anatomy knowledge. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. But somebody who has like an advanced degree does. And so, um something you can do to exercise that muscle in your brain is to fail at low risk things. Um, That helps us sort of examine our feelings and why we're having them. So like, um, for example, all summer, Mason hosted a a program where we got to draw with Disney animators. Um, And when I tell you that when I drew Ray from the princess and the frog, this drawing specifically, it wasn't like, 
it wasn't that bad, but I was like, this is terrible. I hate it. I don't even want to put it up. And like, why, why'd I care so much? (laughs) (laughs) Why did I care so much about that? That doesn't make sense. Like what a waste of my emotional energy. Um, so I'm owning, that's how I feel about my mistakes. And so, um, like interrogating that, like, why do I associate this thing? Like nobody else cares how good my drawing is. Why do I feel like I need to be perfect at everything? And so when we fail at low risk things and we get used to that feeling and realizing that like those feelings aren't rational and we can move past them. um, When we stop attaching the value of who we are as people, um, to our mistakes, then we can start moving past mistakes. And again, thinking about thinking bigger than ourselves, thinking outside of our emotions, thinking outside of how we're impacted and starting to think about how other people are impacted. Um, And then about consequences and that sort of thing. And that's really, that's where empathy is. And so to start, we reel that back in. And again, we're going to focus on getting used to feelings of uh, failure. And so welcome to the interactive portion of our podcast. Woot, woot. Woot, woot. <laughs> I... <clears throat> if you would like to participate in the interactive portion of our podcast, you will need... <laughs> You're going to need a square piece of paper and a scratch piece of paper and something to draw with. Um, So we'll give you a second to grab those things. Sing a little song. That makes so much noise. I know. This is the sound of us grabbing our paper. Can you hear it? (laughs) Like, can I draw it on something like this size or do I need bigger? I think you could. Perfect. So we're going to do two things today. Again, we are trying to stretch those empathy muscles. This is just a start. This is literally like 101. How do we step outside ourselves and our mistakes so that we can get to the point where we're caring more about other people? So we're starting here. We invite you to join us um, because who can't afford to be a little more empathetic? And who can't learn to stop associating their successes and their mistakes as like very personal things? Because guess what? They ain't. That's news to me too. (laughs) So to start, uh, do we want to draw first? Let's draw first. Let's draw first. Mason will be talking us through. So since this is a podcast and you cannot see us, this will all be um, audio. So Mason's going to talk us through. So grab your pen or your marker and a piece of paper. Yes. Okay. I wrote these directions, these step-by-step how-to. I I wrote them myself. So bear with me through this (laughs) talk-through tutorial. (laughs) I mean, but that's also the point. So if they are a little rough, the point is us being okay with that and learning to be okay with that. So, you know... We'll be fine. And if we're not, well, then we need to sit with that, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so I wrote these so that it's a blind drawing. So we don't know, like, we'll we'll discover what we're drawing as we draw it. Okay. All right. So step one, we're going to start at about a third of the page down. 
and we're going to draw a circle roughly the size of a golf ball, maybe a little larger. In the middle and to the left. The exactly. Right. I was like, I'm already stressed. <laughs> so the center, center of the paper. Yeah. Center of the paper. Draw a nice golf ball size circle. But like a I'm little... guessing on how big a golf ball is because I haven't seen one in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no funny. I'm ready. All right, that's step one. Yay. Step two, we were we will draw an oval underneath the circle. The oval should be the width of the circle you drew, but double the length of the circle you drew. All right, and then the oval should connect to the bottom of the circle you drew in step one. So start, <laughs> you can start with your pen or pencil um, at the bottom right of your circle. And then when you're drawing your oval, you should connect your oval to the bottom left of the circle. Look, that's not what I did, but I'm like, I'm letting go. I'm letting go. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Mine looks sort of like a wonky snowman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. Um, it should look like a, a head and a body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're getting there. I like it. <laughs> All right. Step three is a doozy. So bear with me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, next we're gonna draw two lines coming out of the sides of our new shape. Start with your pen or pencil at the place where you connected your oval to the circle, and then draw this line curving it out and up towards the top of the page. The line should stop on the page where the top of your circle stops. This is so wordy. Oh my god! I'm winging it. I am winging it. I already drew my circle. We're gonna. We're, it's fine. <laughs> Why don't you say wing? Because these are gonna be wings. <gasps> is this right? <laughs> I know. I thought it was a laugh. <laughs> I, said, I said I was traumatized by Ray. You're making us draw him again. <laughs> Listen, I was traumatized by drawing flowers before. So that's true. I caused you. I, uh, as an aside, I thought as like a fun brain break for our staff, I was like, I'll teach us how to draw kind of YouTube video of like doodling simple flowers. And I was like, how peaceful is this? This will give us something cute to doodle in meetings and stuff. Not at all peaceful, very much stressful, very much fast. I was wrong. And I, I sweat, I sweated the entire time. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Your I drew one arm. Do I need to draw the other the same way? Okay. Yes. So I wrote, this is what I wrote. So after you draw your line going up and out curved, then draw a diagonal line out into the left, stopping right before the end of the paper. When you so say out to the left, like where is my pen starting? So if you drew your curved line up without picking up your pin, draw a diagonal line down to the left. Oh, down to the left? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I drew mine. I drew mine up, but it's fine. The the curved line should go up. Mm -hmm. And then the diagonal line should go down. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're there okay. now. <laughs> All right. And then you should mirror these two lines on the right side of your drawing. Done. <laughs> Great. <laughs> So now you should have like two mountain peaks on either side of your oh, body. Very nice description. I do. And some extra stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now that we have our two mountain peaks, we're going to draw an upside down V inside of our mountain. And the V should curve towards that oval we drew. These don't have curves. <laughs> We're winging it. Okay. In our mountains, a yes. curved V towards the circle. That is upside down. A curved upside down yes. V towards the circle. So another mountain, a small, a hill, if you will. A hill not, not like a rounded hill. It should be like pointy like a V, but the line should curve in towards the body. Mm. A mountain in a mountain. A mountain in a mountain. But it's facing the circle. Yes. Yep. Yep. Embrace All it. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing in pen. It's fine. <laughs> So now we should have four lines on each side of the, the body. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so the furthest line from your page, so the farthest left line. Those diagonals. The diagonals that we drew. Mm-hmm. We're going to connect each line by drawing little hills so little curved hills like almost line. like water waves yeah between the two diagonals so like you should have little hills inside of your mountains inside of our I know I'm doing this wrong, so I'm just going to go with it. Woo! Yeah, that's literally the point of this process. So we're rolling with it. Ta-da! <laughs> like one line of hills or multiple line of hills? So it's kind of like when you counted your decimal places mm. in like elementary school. Yeah. Like, you know how you just like a, a hill and then a hill? Uh-huh. So you should have three hills on each side. Okay. I have continuous hills. <laughs> We're fine. It's and so fine. at this at this point, you should have a fair guess at what you're drawing. I do. <laughs> I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my guess. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you guys are drawing, but I'm definitely drawing a bat. Yes. <gasps> Yay. Yes. So the 
This next part is adding the ears. So we're just going to draw two triangles at the top of our circle. My triangles are going to look like little devil horns because Halloween is coming up. And then you can go ahead and draw the eyeballs and the mouth. Is the mouth a happy mouth, an angry mouth? A happy mouth. And then you can draw little fangs to yes. upside down triangles. I don't then know. You should have a bat smiling at you. Oh, that's not at all how I drew that, but it's okay. <laughs> I've got a really chunky bat. And all my mistakes are fine because they look like little bat fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like a kid in a Halloween costume. Who's like a vampire I don't know how and a fairy. Wings and I don't know. I don't understand those. <laughs> it's adorable. Okay. Okay. What's hysterical is like, even though we know the whole point of this was to mess up, I can still hear in our voices that we're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> We are going to post, <laughs> we're going to post these to, um, they're on our social media account. So if you look on Instagram under at UNOSIL. We're going to let you guess what one is whose. <laughs> whose was whose. That's good. Um, if you drew along with us, please share your picture because what is like bigger, like how else can you admit that you are not like your value is not associated with the quality of this pic than sharing it publicly and sharing it with us. So if you post that picture, but um, tag us at you. Don't look at our pictures before you draw it. That's cheating. Oh, I guess we should have told them before we drew. Well, they don't know that we posted it until. Well, they'll know now because yeah. they're listening now <laughs> <laughs> in the future. It's fine. We'll uh, add it to the description, Mason. Yeah. Um, all right. So in case you're not feeling some type of way about yourself and your skills yet, again, sit in those feelings and like work on letting them go. Okay. Cause like, let's be real. Your bat's a beautiful bat. I don't even see it. And I trust you. I believe it. My bat has to defy the physics of this world to fly. So. Exactly. <laughs> and you One know what? Look at that baby. It is a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, okay, so that was one way of you know starting to flex our empathy and losing our feelings of shame and whatever. Next up, we will be doing some origami. So. Grab yourself a square piece of paper. If you do not have a square piece of paper, you can fold like any sheet of paper triangle wise, like so the edges meet and then tear off the extra or cut off the extra at the top. Um, being okay with that being imperfect is also part of this process. So embrace it, rip that off and let's see what happens. So when you're ready, 
Um, we will start, if you have real origami paper that has a white side, you'll start with that side up. Um, otherwise, if you've got pretty paper, whichever side you don't want to be visible, start with that up. We have some sparkly paper in the office, so if you want the sparkles <laughs> to show, put that face down. If you have it left over from privateer camp, put that face down, but as it is, okay. Start with your paper and fold it in half. So we'll do bottom to top first. Like a hamburger? Um, yeah. So fold it so that your edges meet and crease it really well. You're going to need these creases later. So uh, run your finger over it. If you've got like a pen or a pencil, run that over it. So fold it in half, bottom to top. And then you'll unfold it. These will be guidelines later. And then fold it the other way in half. So left to right, right to left whatever feels good and crease that as well and unfold it. So you should have a square that's in like quadrants. Now uh, we'll do the same thing, but diagonally. So take one corner and meet the other corner and crease it really well. Um, fun fact. My corners are not perfect and I'm struggling with that a little bit, but I'm letting it go because I'm sure that my little thing will be beautiful. <laughs> so again, do the same thing corner to corner, crease, unfold, and do the other side too. So now when you unfold it, your piece of paper should look like a pizza. Like a Tostitos pizza. Like a square one. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> like your cafeteria pizza. It does. Like a cafeteria pizza cut into almost, well, cut into triangles. They're still triangles, even though they're not isosceles. Is that the word? Preview for Mason's math podcast. <laughs> All right. Y'all get excited because we're talking about math next week. <laughs> <laughs> Excited is a word. Okay, so now you've got it unfolded. You're going to take your corners and fold them to the center. All four. Okay. All four corners. So you'll crease that and leave them closed. Don't unfold it yet. Um, and just as a note for our listeners, Mason and April can't see the instructions either. They're just listening along too. So I'm looking forward to what these look like. Okay. Once you have all your corners folded in, so it's like a smaller square, you will flip it over and then you will fold the corners into the center again. So just a reminder, these are like guidelines that we're making right now. So get really good creases in your paper. It'll make- These are still guidelines? Yeah. Oh my God. It's worth it. It makes it easier later, I promise. Okay. I'm worried my <laughs> creases aren't creased enough. This is it's a okay. very light piece of paper. <laughs> it helps you fold so it's not necessarily that you need to see them but when you fold it'll start folding there and you'll be like oh yeah sure that's what I wanted to happen okay all right so make a fortune teller. I know it's so close to being a fortune teller but we're not doing that 
All right. So once you've got an even smaller square, we're going to unfold. Oh. Yes, Mason. Even smaller than the smaller square. So we folded the corners in one time, then we flipped it over and we folded the corners in again. Without unfolding them? Correct. I need to backtrack a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> so Mason is good at drawing things. I'm good at folding things. <laughs> we all have different skills. I did work in retail for a few years, so I can fold a shirt pretty good. Fun <laughs> fact about me, I hang all my clothes because I folding scares me. Really? Yeah. I also worked in retail, so folding comes, well, naturally now. It's like muscle memory. <laughs> All right, once you have done that, I'm saying this because in case you didn't need to go back like Mason, it's fine that Mason had to go back, but you know, I don't want y'all just waiting there wondering what's next. I'm um, you'll, unfold, you'll unfold it um, and it's gonna look a little wild. You got lines all over the place. Um, so you should have line, three straight lines up and down, left and right, and all kinds of wonky triangles. That's what it's supposed to look like. It looks more complicated than it is. So you will take your square and what you're going to do, we'll call this like a hot dog bun. So you're going to take your outside edges and fold them on the left and right side and fold them into the center line. So right along those guidelines, you'll just fold it inside. Do we want, we have our pretty side face down again? Yes, pretty side okay. face down. Good questions. So then it should look kind of like a hot dog bun. So you fold it in the two outside quarters. All right, this is where it's gonna sound a little wonky, but trust me. Okay, so you've got your little hot dog bun in front of you. Holding the inside edges, you're basically going to squash the top part down along your guidelines so it looks like a house. So you'll pull, um, the easiest way for me to describe it is if you um, push in those top corners of your house. Nope, wrong. If you pull out the corners of your house, um, you, it's like your little rectangle is trying to open up like a mouth. Keep going. So pull it open like a mouth and then those little triangle guidelines you folded, um, well, that's where your paper will want to fold. Let that Can happen. Can we start at the beginning of that part again, please? Sure thing. So you'll take the outside, the top corners that are kind of in the center um of your rectangle and you're gonna pull them out like down and out and so your triangle with them mm -hmm. it kind of looks like a t-shirt right yeah, yeah. just like yeah. a okay. t-shirt i got it i'm here i'm ready yeah and so that will look it's kind of looks like a t-shirt or like a house with a roof like you just made the roof of your house um and then you will flip your little paper over and you're going to um, not flip. Do not flip. 
I mean, roll it around, okay. make that the bottom. <laughs> and you will do the same thing to the other side. So each side will want to make their little corners. And you'll have a happy little hexagon. How many sides is that? Five? No. <gasps> Four, five, How many? You should have six sides. A pentagon has five sides. So your top and your bottom half should look the same, like a hamburger bun. All right, so once you've repeated that, you're then going to fold it in half. So um, fold it back so that like the open parts, you know, are what's out, if that makes sense. So fold, the, fold it back away from you and fold it in half and flatten it. So we should have two roofs. Mm -hmm. Like it should, okay. Now it looks like a boat. I don't know if these comparisons are helpful if you're listening, but they make a lot of sense to me looking at it. <laughs> boat is not what I'm looking at, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. Um, from here, you should have um, two corners on the top right and left that are kind of flappy, right? Um, you will fold that down, um, fold down those outside corners. So when you are done, it should look like a bigger, like it should look like a triangle. So just fold them straight down so they meet in the middle. On both sides of the mm -hmm. Pull the right side down and the left side down so the corners meet. Okay. So in the little flappy flaps that you just folded down, there's that corner that's like right in the middle of um, your like edge there. So you know what you folded down? There's like a, it's kind of like a square on top. So take that point, that bottom corner of the square and fold it in towards the middle. It doesn't have to go all the way to the center. This is up to you. Um, so just fold it in and crease it and leave it there. And then you'll do the same thing on the other side so that it matches. When you say to the middle, to the middle of the square? To the center line. So fold towards the center line, however far feels right to you. So it doesn't have to be like a 45 degree angle. I probably folded mine at like 30 degrees, like a third and was like, that looks right. Okay. And creased it. My confidence has weakened, but I will <laughs> That's all right. That's why um, we're doing this. Hmm. As someone who has listened along to, to very simple origami folding before and totally bombed it. I, um, I feel for you, but it's okay. This is all part of the process. All right. So now you will fold your butterfly in half, uh, but towards you. So take your left wing. Um, oh, surprise, it's a butterfly. Um, <laughs> take your left wing and fold it in half towards the right wing. Okay. 
and now take that top layer and fold it back down, making the body of the butterfly. So again, whatever feels right for how fat this butterfly might be or skinny or, you know, whatever feels right. So you'll crease that well. And then you'll do the same thing to the other side, just like matching where you folded. So it's symmetrical. Sorry, that noise was me and my uncertainty. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Pugsley. I was confused. All right. And now you can unfold those wings and you should have something that looks a little like a butterfly. I want it. Let, let's see. I don't know how to <laughs> present it. Oh, it's I, very... like, I don't know what step I missed, but I definitely <laughs> missed a step. It's close. April's looks a lot like a paper airplane. Mason's is very pretty, um, but I don't know what it looks like. Almost like a paper crane. Maybe. Mine unfolded like three of the steps, and then <laughs> I couldn't jog my memory fast enough, and you just kept going. So I was like... <laughs> We're all with confidence. With it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it is hard to like not care if it's not right, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yes. Well, it's just like again, I know it's wrong, but I gotta move forward. Right. <laughs> Especially when there's no consequences. Like <laughs> disclaimer, don't do this with everything in your life. Be like, oh, yeah. I messed up. Just right. move on. Like when you're driving, like. <laughs> Uh, no, to the people wrong. this morning. <laughs> yeah, all the traffic this morning. <laughs> but um, I think that doing stuff like this, I would describe it as a humbling experience. What, what would you, what do y'all say? <laughs> it definitely brings out feelings. Yeah, what feelings? So, like I get the feeling of frustration. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm... I just feel like, you know, self-confidence was maybe at a nine. I felt like a six, you know, so it's okay. <laughs> I have used, um, I feel like this is just a recent thing for me, but like, I am the interim assistant dean of students with lots of stuff to do, plus it's all online, plus I'm working on my PhD, plus, you know, the rest of my life. And so I feel like within the last couple of years, I have had to, like, before all of these other layers, I could just remember stuff and just do it, and I excelled. Um, and then I hit this point where I was like, I cannot do every thing, um, which was really humbling for me and also made me a lot more empathetic to other people. Like, I don't know what other stuff you've got going on. Um, so I think to some degree, it's easier for me on stuff like this to be like, who cares? Let's see what happens, whatever the spirit leads me, because I know <laughs> there aren't consequences to it. But I can definitely see how doing stuff like this is like, man, like it makes you stop and pause. Like, why do I care this much that I did not make a butterfly or that my bat looks a little weird and has extra fingers that Mason didn't want me to draw? 
<laughs> it definitely like Mason said, brings attention to like, oh, I do have feelings <laughs> about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess for this one too, if you, uh, if you fold it along with us, um, please feel free to share your results. Um, and if you're sitting here like, well, the instructions weren't very good, um, that is a defensive response. And I want you to examine why it's so important to you. Um, also, if you do actually want to learn how to make a butterfly, we can probably link to the instructions. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's my bat and my origami shape have the same energy, which I'm excited about. <laughs> Like, they definitely look like a pear. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Mason in chaos. <laughs> um, one thing that we're going to do as an office, Natalie, we haven't told you about this yet. And I don't know if you listen to the podcast, so this could just be a huge surprise to you. <laughs> but um, there's this game called phasmophobia this we are not um we're not sponsored but like if you wanna oh please do because <laughs> um i'm down but uh it's this game where you're uh you have to work together as a team to hunt ghosts um and uh april and i love spoopy things i'm currently um, so wearing a skeleton sweatshirt that's drinking coffee it's, it's fine true this october is our time to shine um and so um we are as an office going to play that game together to like practice this like it is low risk it is like no risk right there aren't like the real the ghosts in the game aren't going to come and get us april already has a ghost in her house named greg and and so um we are going to do this to help us practice one like valuing each other as teammates but also like learning that healthy habit of like just laughing at yourself because the more we kind of like decenter ourselves and having feelings about like being super successful or competitive will make us a more empathetic team so um if if you liked this um i encourage you to keep doing it if you hated it I, I encourage you more to do it. <laughs> if there are people in your life who are you are like, how do I make you care about other people? This seems like a roundabout way to get to it, but it is a way to get there. Because once you start talking about like, ooh, why do you have all these strong feelings about, like, why are you defensive about this stupid thing? then it makes sense when people are defensive about stuff that's like political, right? Or their political views where they shut down and they get defensive. Like if they can't even not be defensive about not being able to draw a bat, then like we got, there's work to do. And by they, <laughs> I mean, we, I mean you, I mean me, let's be real. <laughs> so yeah. Thanks for uh, working on empathy with us. I want to see your stuff because we will share ours. Um, and being this humble is easier with uh, with other people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you feel bad, just look at my butterfly. <laughs> it is a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> I love it. Again, has to defy physics to fly, <laughs> but that's what we magical it's a magical butterfly it's true it's magical because you made it april 
<laughs> awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Y'all have a good week. Yeah. Bye. 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 Come enjoy you know Bruno Talks. Brought to you by SIL, Student Involvement and Leadership.